We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bits swings, and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now. Matt Pauley on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. On a Thursday night, we get rolling with a full two-hour edition of Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. My name is Matt Pauley. Great to have you with us. We'll be with you all the way until 8 o'clock this evening. As always, if you'd like to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. That's 314-436-7900. You can also tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We've got a lot coming up here uh, tonight. The 7 o'clock hour is the strike zone as we'll go all baseball throughout the course uh, of the hour. Looking forward to the Cardinals opening up a weekend series against the Boston Red Sox tomorrow. I'd be curious. You can you can text in and maybe we'll read some of the text uh, later on in the program. Has, has your thoughts on the Cardinals changed at all? Are you at all more optimistic about this team? And more about their ability to turn things around, get the record to 500 and above, be in contention for the division, things like that. Not not really discussing whether or not they've got the ability to go on some sort of deep playoff run because I I think we're I think we're still a little ways away from being able to have that discussion, but I do think we can have the discussion about can this Cardinals team legitimately turn things around and be back in contention in the division? They're 13 and 25. They're 13 and 25. That is a really, really bad record. How bad of a record is it? Uh, it's the worst record in the National League. They have a 342 winning percentage. To put that in perspective, the team with the second worst record in the National League is the Colorado Rockies. They have a 421 winning percentage at 16 and 22. So the second worst team in the National League has three more wins than the Cardinals. It has clearly been a rough start. That being said, Cardinals took two or three from the Cubs. Not that the Cubs are a great team, but the Cubs are a team that's uh, better than the Cardinals in terms of uh, their record. Um, they're, they're eight games back in the division, and that doesn't sound great, but in in no no way, shape, and or form on May 11th is an eight-game deficit insurmountable. This was brought up. I do a, uh, a hit with uh, the show with Chris and Amy on Mondays and Thursdays at 1130, and Chris brought this up today, and it's a really good point. 
in the American League East, the New York Yankees are just like the St. Louis Cardinals in the sense that they are eight games back of first place. But to put that in big-time perspective, the New York Yankees are 21-17. and 17. The New York Yankees are four games above 500, and they are eight games back in that division, and they are in last place. Uh, so not only are they eight games back of Tampa, a team that's really good, they're they're still significantly back of the the second place team in Baltimore. So they're twenty one and seventeen. The Yankees are. If you put the Yankees into the NL Central, they're tied for first place. So because that's the record the Pirates have. The Pirates are twenty one and seventeen. The Pirates and Yankees have the exact same record, and the Pirates are a first place team, and the Yankees are a last place team. That's wild. And at some point, things will normalize out a little bit. At some point. That's not going to be the case, but that's where it's at right now. And the point of all this is if, and it's a big if, if the Cardinals can get going, they're in a really bad division and making up eight games doesn't have to take that long. I've talked a lot about can they can they gain one game a week? Can they win one more game a week than the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Chicago Cubs, and the Cincinnati Reds? If they do that, they're a first-place team in two months. I I don't think that's crazy. If they gain one game on all of those teams every other week, they're, they're a first-place team at the end of the year. So that's everybody wants to sit here and talk about, well, the Cardinals need to play at this clip to get back into it. They have to play, play on a 94-win pace to get back in. They have to play uh, this winning percentage pace to get back in. And... I'm not denying any of that as being true, but when you take a step back and really look at it from a comparative standpoint, when you look at the Pirates, when you look at the Brewers, when you look at the Cubs and you look at the Reds and say, can the Cardinals win one more game a week than each of those four teams? Or can they win one more game a week every other week compared to those four teams? That's not crazy. That's that's very possible. It's I, I don't know if it's probable, I think the Cardinals are more talented than those teams. I'll stand by that. Uh, the, the, the Cardinals are the most talented team in the National League Central. They're not playing to it. I'm not totally sure why they're not playing to it. I also, I'm kind of sick of the fact that there there seems to be a controversy too often. The Wilson Contreras controversy, the Jack Flaherty controversy with his comments the other night. Like, just play baseball. Just go play baseball. Go get your go get go find a way to put it all together. Uh, starting pitchers go longer than five innings. And, and I, I'm saying all this stuff like it's really easy, simple stuff to do. It's not. If it was really easy, simple stuff to do, it would already be happening. But that's where this team is at. Uh, we're going to spend the entire 7 o'clock hour on baseball tonight. So that's our strike zone. We always do that on Thursday nights uh, during the 7 o'clock hour. So we're going to get into a couple other things here during the 6 o'clock hour tonight. Uh, the NBA playoffs continuing on. I'm a I think these NBA playoffs are incredibly compelling. I really do. This has been this has been a fantastic year for NBA playoffs. I hope you're paying attention. I hope you're watching. Generally, NBA playoff ratings in St. Louis pretty good, especially when you compare um, St. Louis to other uh, major metropolitan areas that do not have the NBA. A lot of people watch the NBA in St. Louis. 
Uh, we're going to talk NBA basketball coming up uh, in just a few moments as uh, Mitch Lawrence, who uh, covers the NBA and talks about the NBA for Sirius XM, NBA Radio, and also Mad Dog Radio. He's going to join us in uh, just a few minutes. And then uh, later on this hour, we are going to uh, be joined by uh, Kendra de St. Aubin, who is going to be part of the broadcast team for uh, MLS Season Pass and Apple TV Plus this weekend as City SC is in action. So we'll talk some soccer later on this hour as well. In the 7 o'clock hour, Chad Jennings, who covers the Red Sox for The Athletic, will join us. And our guy Kevin Wheeler is going to uh, join us as well. And we'll talk Cardinals baseball uh, with each of those guests and and talk a little bit about the Red Sox with uh, Chad. So that's all on the way. As always, if you want to chime in, you can do so by calling or texting 314-436-7900. Have your thoughts on the Cardinals changed at all with them taking a series from the Cubs? You can get those texts in. We'll read them all later on. You can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. But up next, Mitch Lawrence joins us to talk NBA playoffs. This is a Grave Hour Sports Open Line on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is America's Sports Voice. GigaMoX. A Grave Bar Sports Open Line does continue here on KMOX. My name's Matt Pauley. We've got a number of guests on the program tonight. In uh, just a little while, we'll be joined by uh, Kendra de St. Aubin. She's going to be uh, part of the broadcast team covering the City SC Chicago matchup on Saturday for uh, Apple TV Plus and MLS uh, Season Pass. But right now, we're very happy to uh, welcome on to the show. You hear him on uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio. You hear him on Mad Dog Radio. Has covered the NBA for a very long time. He is Mitch Lawrence. You follow him on Twitter at Mitch underscore Lawrence. He joins us right now. Mitch, thanks so much for uh, taking some time. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. How are you? I'm doing all right. Yesterday, certainly some interesting games with uh, the Knicks and the Warriors able to uh, extend out their seasons uh, with respective wins. Do you feel like either of those teams has any opportunity to uh, win those series to come all the way back? Oh, boy, that's a good question. I don't know about the Knicks. I mean, you know, uh, I think it's I think they've had a very good season so far. This has been a rocky series against Miami. Um, I don't know, you know, if they can, if, if Jalen Brunson can play, you know, for, give him 48 more minutes like he did. I think that Miami's a better team. 
Um, and, you know, going on the road, it's, uh, it's going to be difficult. Usually they have a lot of fan support in Miami, but in this particular series, it seems like uh, a lot of Heat fans have come out, so they won't enjoy that. Uh, in terms of Golden State, you know, this is the defending champion, and they've had uh, their ups and downs. They've been so inconsistent. They've had some really bad stretches in the playoffs. So I don't know what to expect of them uh, on the road. I give the Lakers a great chance. Um, we'll see what condition Anthony Davis is in, uh, who got banged around the other night. He doesn't have a concussion. But uh, you never know with his play. He's been outstanding. He also has disappeared in the playoffs at points. So that's a hard series to call in Golden State. Uh, just don't know about them, even though they're the defending champs, what they're going to do in this situation. So with Miami, when they beat the Bucks, you kind of look at it. They, they've been known to be the Bucks' kryptonite. But then they go, and they're having a lot of success uh, against the Knicks. This is a Miami team that did not have high expectations externally going into the postseason, and they look very close to advancing the next round. Have you been surprised with what they've been able to do? I, kind of, I think they just kind of mailed in the regular season. They didn't care. I mean, it's like a weird thing. And they actually, you know, finished seventh. Uh, so, you know, technically, you know, maybe they should have been matched up against Boston, but they lost that playing game. So they, they drew the Bucks, And, yeah, they've been tough for the Bucks. And, boy, I tell you what, the Bucks were just awful in those last two games in the fourth quarter, blowing those big leaves. And, obviously, it cost Mike Budenholzer his job as the coach. But, you know, Miami is well-coached. Eric Spolster's won titles. We know about him. He's been around a long time. He's one of the top coaches in the league. They have Jimmy Butler, who tends to turn it on in the playoffs versus the regular season. And they've got guys like Kyle Lowry, Kevin Love, who've been through the wars. And they've got, obviously, some really good guys who didn't get drafted, like Max Struess and Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin. So, you know, they don't beat themselves. And this time of year, they're pretty tough. And you know, a lot of those guys are still on the team from last year when they just came up very short in terms of getting back to a finals um, when they lost to Boston at the very end when Jimmy Butler missed that three. So it's not a total surprise what they're doing. And uh, for them, they've had some pretty good draws. I mean, between Milwaukee and New York, I, you know, I, I thought the Bucks would beat them, obviously. But going into this series, I thought that they, they could definitely beat the Knicks because I thought they'd have the upper hand in several areas. And uh, we'll see how it plays out. So... They're going to be a handful if they get past this series for either Boston or Philly. There's no doubt. There's a lot of really good coaches who lose their jobs. You just referenced Mike Boonholzer. He's a really good coach, and shelf life on NBA coaches generally isn't very long. But you have a spolster. You can probably put Steve Kerr in that category as well. What is it that guys like that are able to do where not only are they able to be successful, but they're able to really extend their shelf life over an extended period of time? Well, in the case of Spolstra, he works for a great organization led by Mickey Harrison, the owner, who stays in the background for the most part. And there's Pat Riley, who's the big, you know, the heavyweight in the front office. And uh, they are, you know, no-nonsense guys. They hold players accountable. Uh, they don't have a lot of uh, internal strife uh, that other teams might have. Players are given their roles, not given, they they. <laughs> They earn their roles, but they accept their roles. So a guy like Kyle Lowry, who has been a starter for most of his career, if not all of his career, is okay coming off the bench in Miami. And, um, you know, Eric Spolster is great at in-game adjustments, not just from game to game, but actually uh, doing what he needs to do in the game to exploit the other team's weakness, to play to his strengths. Um, that's what, you know, he does in that case. And, yeah, you mentioned some other guys who are very good coaches, but, you know, in the case of Mike Budenholzer, 
you can't lose in the first round as the number one seed when you have Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday. And, uh, you know, that goes down as a wasted year for a team that, you know, needs to continue to go deep in the playoffs to, to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo. You just don't know what he's going to do in the future if he leaves, if he's going to stay, if he leaves as a free agent. Um, those things, yeah, the, when you have a player like Giannis or you have players who are top MVP caliber players, you can't afford to, you know, have these years where you have these big-time collapses and you don't go deep in the playoffs. Uh, you got to compete for titles, and if you don't, you're going to be held accountable. I'm really good at being a prisoner of the moment, but it really feels like this year, whether it's injuries, illness, sickness, whatever it might be, there's a lot more guys missing games and missing games impacting the NBA playoffs more than normal. Am I right in saying that, or does this happen every year? And, again, I'm just not thinking about it. Well, the Suns aren't going to have DeAndre Yeah, in game six. They already are down Chris Paul. We've seen the playoffs. Yes, they've been marred. Uh, a lot of guys getting hurt, missing games. Uh, very, very bad for the league because this is a league that's basically built around more than teams, it's built around superstars. And in the regular season, it's really a bad situation. Adam Silver uh, has not, I don't think, done a very good job trying to fix the problem of guys who just don't want to play in the regular season. We've seen it reflected. You know, look at all the guys who made the all-NBA teams who played less than 60 games. I'm talking LeBron James and Damian Lillard and Steph Curry. To me, that's not right. They shouldn't be able to eligible for those teams when they're playing, you know, 55, 58 games. And the league has a big problem because fans are asked to spend their hard-earned money and lots of it to get into a game. And in the regular season especially, we see where guys just don't want to play like they used to. It used to be a badge of honor for all these great, tremendous star players in the league who wanted to play, you know, 81, 82 games. And now you just don't have that. And that's a big problem for the league. And in the playoffs, the problem with injuries it's just tough for the league because it just makes the it diminishes the playoffs in my mind when you don't have a Kawhi Leonard who can take the floor and you have you know Chris Paul getting hurt and we've seen even Joel Embiid the MVP had to miss games against uh, game against the, the Nets so that's never good for the NBA because it's all it's all marketing of the superstar players and when you don't have them it hurts the product. All right, let's go to a hypothetical world. Uh, Adam Silver steps down. They call it Mitch Lawrence. They say, hey, you're going to be the NBA commissioner. What's the first thing you do to fix that problem of players not playing in the regular season? Well, I would say to the players, this is the deal. If you play less than 72 games, you're not eligible for all NBA teams. They did it as 65-game thing. I think that's way too few. Uh, but I would impose a 72-game deal. I'd also tell players – if you play less than like 65 games, you're not going to get paid. You're not going to get paid for the games you miss. And it better be a legitimate injury. I'll pay you then, but I'm not going to have load management. Load management is going to be banned from my league. It's bad for the sport. I think it's bad for players. Uh, we don't have any scientific, you know, show us the science where load management actually helps prevent injuries. And I don't want to hear people talk about, well, it's good for the players because in 2028 they'll still have their careers. I'm worried about fans paying for games in 2023. And that's what the league should be about. That'd be my first thing I would do. Um, beyond that, I would do away with the play-in tournament. I think it diminishes the regular season. It lessens the impact of the regular season. I would also cut out one or two playoff teams so that I would actually have, instead of having 16 of my 30 teams 
make the playoffs, I would actually go with maybe 14. Hmm. Um, you know, I would, I, would, I, would, I would do that because I just think it just cheapens the whole regular season. And it make it tough for teams. And um, I'm not going to do much about tanking. Um, I'm not going to do anything with the lottery. But I want to see real quality. You know, I don't want to see sub-500 teams making the playoffs or teams that are just, you know, getting in uh, by the skin of their teeth. I think right now you've got – when you have a majority of the teams in the league making the playoffs, I mean, that's not good. So I would – I do something about that. Those are a couple of things I do. And, and you know what? I realize that I'm old. I've been recovering the sports since basically the mid to you know 80s, um, but uh, it's not in a good place now when it comes to what I've just addressed those things. Just a couple more moments with uh, Mitch Lawrence. Look at the games tonight. Celtics Sixers getting underway this hour. Sixers, a surprise. They're up 3-2. If they can win one of these next two, they advance. It, it felt like the Celtics were en route to a championship. Not that they can't win two games in a row. They're favored in tonight's game. They would play game seven in Boston. But, man, you got to give the Sixers a lot of credit for being in the position they're in right now. Absolutely. Uh, this is the, you know, they're on the precipice if they advance. This will be the first time they've got to a conference filed in, in finals in the Joel Embiid era. So that would be a huge deal for him and for them and for that team and for Doc Rivers, especially for Doc if he could beat his old team. Mm-hmm. The Celtics obviously won a title there. But it also, I'll tell you what, the Celtics, something's up with the Celtics. Something's very wrong with their chemistry. Something's very wrong with, you know, they've had a, a first-year head coach, a rookie head coach, who in the playoffs is in over his head. And we've seen that before. We've seen veteran coaches make big-time mistakes. But I'm going to also lay it on the players. There are games now with Boston at the end of these games where Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, their two top players, make big-time mental mistakes at both ends. Defensively, offensively, you can't have that from guys who have been to many Eastern Conference Finals and who have played in an NBA Finals and had a good chance to beat Golden State. So I wouldn't be surprised if Philly won this series, and this would be for Celtics and their fans. And the last thing for you, Nuggets and Suns tonight, Denver a game away from uh, advancing all year long, even as the Nuggets had a great regular season record. It felt like we never spoke about them as being a legitimate title contender, and here they are just about uh, just about set to knock off the Suns. Yeah, yeah, and this is a great opportunity with Phoenix being down some people, uh, some key people. Um, and listen, look, Denver, they've been to a Western Conference Finals in the bubble. But, you know, in terms of being in the Western Conference Finals, uh, legitimately in the real playoffs, they've only done that a handful of times in their, in their history. It's not an illustrious history. It would add to the, uh, to the legacy for Jokic. And I think they are the best all-around team right now in the NBA. Let's see if they can close them out on the road and get ready for a next big series, whether it's Golden State or L.A. It'll be interesting. He is uh, Mitch Lawrence. You hear him on Sirius XM NBA Radio. You hear him on Mad Dog Radio. You should follow him on Twitter at Mitch underscore Lawrence. Mitch, really appreciate the time. Your thoughts on the NBA. This was great. Enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. And uh, talk to you down the road, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Mitch Lawrence joining us here on the program, and we appreciate him taking some time talking uh, about the NBA. As uh, not yet underway, the Sixers and the Celtics. We'll keep you updated on that one as uh, the evening goes along. Up next, we'll talk some soccer. City SC back at this weekend as they're going to match up against Chicago in MLS play. They just matched up against them in uh, U.S. Open Cup play. It's a little different. Uh, Kendra D. St. Aubin, who uh, covers uh, MLS for MLS Season Pass and also for uh, Apple TV Plus, that whole uh, television package. She is set to join us in just a moment. Don't go anywhere. It's a great bar sports open line on KMOX.
keeps the Green Bar Sports Open line. Goes bit swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it on the Thursday night at Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. City SC back at this weekend. They're going to uh, match up against Chicago Saturday afternoon. Second time they've played Chicago in a very short amount of time, but the last time it was part of the uh, U.S. Open Cup, and now they're going to play in MLS action this weekend. Uh, part of the broadcast crew this weekend on uh, MLS Season Pass and Apple TV Plus. We're very happy to welcome on to the broadcast uh, Kendra D. St. Aubin. You can follow her on Twitter at Kendra, which is spelled K-Y-N-D-R-A. So at Kendra Sports, she joins us right now. Kendra, thanks for uh, taking some time with us today. How are you? Of course. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, this matchup this weekend, specifically when it comes to St. Louis, uh, they've slowed down here a bit recently, have not won as many matches. I just mentioned the fact that they played uh, Chicago in the U.S. Open Cup, ended up losing that. As you evaluate this team and maybe compare what they were doing through the first five or so uh, matches of the year compared to what they've done recently, have you seen changes? Well, you know what? I think the biggest thing for me in watching them is, you know, they came in and it was kind of like this fairy tale start. You know, they're on cloud nine. And even talking to Bradley Carnell today, he's talking about they knew that they were capable of this. They weren't surprised by their performance, maybe pr- surprised a little bit by the results just because we all know MLS is so difficult. It's not a league you can just walk in and dominate. And especially when you're an expansion franchise, of course, they were a little ahead of the game and how they were able to construct the roster. But you still have to play the games once the whistle blows. So I think that, to me, it's just sort of now they've come back to reality a little bit. And that's not a negative. That's just the nature of the beast of MLS. I mean, legitimately, anybody can beat anybody on any given night, and we've seen it. And when this league is built on, you know, basically manufactured parity, I think St. Louis has an insane amount of talent. Everybody has bought into that system, that style. Everybody raves above Bradley Carnell and the ownership group and what they've done there and how they've made the players feel since day one. And they've set the tone with this culture. And so that's why they get off to the start that they did, whether they were gifted some goals or not, you know, with passes straight to Klaus. You still got to bury him. You still have to put yourself in position to put those things away. So I don't think there's a whole lot of change. I just think this is the nature of the beast. And I think St. Louis will be just fine. And they'll still find themselves you know, well above the playoff line come that time at the end of the season. You mentioned Klaus. We learned earlier today that he is once again going to uh, miss this weekend's match. Uh, How much are they missing him, a guy who is so dangerous? Well, I think he just changes the way that they can play the game and how capable he is up top. I mean, he can play with his back to goal. He can drag a defender out. He can, you know, play between the two center backs. He's dangerous on crosses if you get the ball anywhere in and around him. But I also think that with Nokini and others and, and Leuven, they've been able to really find a way to play without him. And because the way Bradley Carnell has rotated his squad, he doesn't go with the same 11 very often. Even when they were winning, there was always a little bit of rotation, giving some young guys opportunities. And he told us that today. He's like, look, these guys have earned their place to get some minutes. No one is a like for like for Klaus to, to you know switch him out. They're clearly going to miss him up top but they have so much confidence in their team and the depth of their team that they have no issues with plugging someone else in. And in the long term, you just had three games in a week. You know, I know he didn't travel to Dallas, but in that game was, you know, shortened, postponed. And then you traveled to Chicago day of game for the U.S. Open Cup. Now you're back in Chicago. You know, luckily for them, it's a short flight. 
But long term, long, you know, more this is a marathon, not a sprint. They want to make sure they get it right with Klaus, especially if it's a muscle injury, whatever he is that, you know, he's dealing with. I believe it was a quad, if I, if I remember correctly, from that Colorado game. So I think that they have the luxury of taking a little bit of time with the other pieces that they do have um, to be able to plug in and play. And, yeah, not the same results they've had early on, but I don't think St. Louis is going to have an issue down the stretch here. As we mentioned, they just played Chicago and U.S. Open Cup play. That's that's so different. Different players play different rotations. It's it's hard to compare what you do in in that tournament compared to what you do in MLS play. But it's still it's it's some of the players who played in that match are going to be playing this weekend. How much can just having played them impact this, either from a positive or a negative standpoint? Well, I think that. You you know, and Chicago's a little tricky too, right? Because Frank Klopas just took over on Monday or Tuesday after they let Ezra Hendrickson go. So even Chicago is dealing with some different rotations, and it doesn't mean they're going to change everything they do. But we all understand that when a coach is let go, even if it's the assistant coach that was there that steps into the interim role, that things can change. There sometimes can be a boost of energy. Everybody's fighting for minutes for spots. You want to make an impression. And I think that's what you saw a little bit in that Chicago St. Louis game in the Open Cup on Tuesday. I mean, they scored in the third minute. St. Louis was chasing it right from the get-go. That's always tough, especially on the road and knowing that they had just gotten back at, you know, 2 in the morning or whatever on Sunday against Dallas with the weather delay. So I do think that that is why you can benefit throughout the year, especially if you're St. Louis, that you have already rotated your squad at different times. These guys, you know, it's just a next game up mentality, not just the next man up, but a next game up mentality. And I think that these two teams, I think St. Louis is going to come out in better – I don't want to say in better form because they didn't play poorly in the Chicago game the first you know, of the week, Tuesday, but they just – when you're behind it that quickly, it's difficult. So I think that Carnell expects more from his group uh, on Saturday night. I think there's going to be a, a different level of intensity to them. We all know that they're a fiery, competitive, physical team – um, and I do think that it, it's not going to matter that they just played on Tuesday. It's almost going to be like a fresh start for both these sides. This is an MLS competition, not an Open Cup competition. And they know that the points are at a premium here as you continue on in the season, especially before you have that big break for League's Cup. So they want to put themselves in a good spot. I think it's going to be a great game. I think Chicago is a little bit rejuvenated. We'll see you know, who's healthy for them to play. Kai Kamara has been on a tear. Securi is trying to get back into shape after missing time with injury. And then you have their young guys in Gutierrez. That's just phenomenal. Um, and that kind of attacking midfielder role. So it's going to be a fun one. I'm looking forward to it. Um, this is the first time I'll see St. Louis live in person on the season. And it should be a great game. Uh, do, do you do, do you know your schedule for like the whole season? Like, do you know if you're going to, because I, we talked to, to folks from uh, the, the TV package almost every week. And the ones who have not gone to St. Louis have spoken about being excited about seeing the St. Louis uh, stadium for the first time. Yeah, no, and it's funny that you mentioned that because with the way, and I don't know if every broadcaster is the same way, but we kind of got like a chunk of six games in the beginning, and then every week it's like, can you do these two games? Can you do these two games? Can you do these two games? So I only have through like June 24th right now on my schedule, and I don't know if I'm privy to say if I'm coming to St. Louis or not at, at, at within the, <laughs> that first group of games, but I will say, watching those games on television and, you know, watching them on Apple and re-watching them back um, when I'm doing my homework, it's, it looks like an incredible atmosphere. I loved watching the behind-the-scenes about the stadium and what went into it and the thought process. And where this league is at right now with the expansion teams coming in, 
the money that's invested in the stadiums, in the communities around the stadiums, in the supporters and the fan base and the training facilities. I mean, it's really something to behold if you've been a part of soccer for a long time in this country. And um, I, I hopefully will get to St. Louis at some point, have not been yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, and I, I rewatched the FC Cincinnati St. Louis game before I did Cincinnati that next weekend. So I, I've seen that environment there. It looks pretty incredible, and I'm sure you can speak on it firsthand. So coming up on Saturday, that's going to be a noon start, and this is one of the free games. So for folks who maybe haven't uh, made the plunge yet and subscribed uh, to the MLS season pass, it, it's an opportunity to see the product. And just talking to all the broadcasters associated with it, I know all you guys are really proud of uh, what you're doing on every week basis. Yeah, it's been fun to dive into two different teams every week. You know, this will be the third or fourth time I've seen Chicago, but in general, the concept of diving into two different teams every week. I covered Minnesota United for the past six seasons, so I was more heavy into the Western Conference and and the teams that they play. And so to really kind of be able to rotate and get in touch with these, you know, and I absolutely love talking to the players and coaches every week. As an analyst, I really glean a lot from those conversations and getting to learn their personalities and sort of, what makes them tick, which is something I didn't get to do covering just one team in the past. So it's been a real treat. And to see these different stadiums and to be able to travel and connect, honestly, with with all of you guys on different radio shows every week in every market, because that is not something that we had the opportunity to do in the past. So I love diving into these other teams and really getting in touch with the fan base and the locals who do live and breathe this team and their sport in that city. So it's been a lot of fun. And I don't know what the feedback you guys have gotten, but even from an international basis, all the international players that have family and friends and people in, you know, still back home in other countries are absolutely loving the Apple MLS deal because it gives their, their families and, and friends an opportunity to watch them every single week without having to stream it illegally. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Well, uh, Kendra, this was a really enjoyable conversation. I appreciate you taking uh, some time, and uh, hopefully uh, you do get to St. Louis at some point this year, and hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again down the line. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great night. All right. Very good. That is uh, Kendra D. St. Albans. She is uh, part of the broadcast crew for Apple TV Plus and MLS Season Pass at Kendra Sports on Twitter if you want to uh, follow along with what uh, she's got going on as a City SC in Chicago. That's going to be a noon start. They don't have a lot of day games, uh, but that's going to be a noon start in Chicago coming up on Saturday. One more break. We'll come back and we'll wrap up our number one of the program. It's Graybar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. So just now is a moment why we should uh, be putting this show on StreamYard more often because we got a little Creed coming back here and Matt Pajeski, sports producer extraordinaire, and I at the exact same moment did the air drums on this Creed song, but we did it at the wrong time. We did it like uh, a few beats early, so we started doing air drums at the wrong time on the Creed song, proving that we are not huge. Well, I'm not a huge Creed fan. Are you? Uh, Matt Pajeski is shaking his head. No, he is not a big Creed fan. I, You know what? I think I probably owned a Creed CD when I was in high school. I think I can admit that. I graduated high school 2001. That's, that's Creed-ish time. I feel like Creed and Nickelback are like the two bands that 
you're not supposed you, you can't be cool and like I saw Nickelback in concert once in Wichita. That's uh that's the extent of my uh my Creed and Nickelbacks, but it was a very embarrassing moment as we both went to do the air drums on the Creed song at the exact wrong time. This is a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. If you'd like to join us, 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. That's how you call, that's how you text. You can also uh, tweet at me at Matt Pauly on air. In the seven o'clock hour, it is the strike zone. We'll do all baseball, all cardinals, all hour long. Chad Jennings, who covers the red. Socks for the athletic is good. Join us at 7:20, and our guy Kevin Wheeler is going to join us at 7:35, and we'll uh, talk through uh, the current state of the Cardinals throughout that hour. Wanted to mention just a couple college athletic things before uh, we get out of here for the hour. Uh, former Missouri basketball coach Mike Anderson, who was recently fired at St. John's, he was technically fired for cause. He says he was fired for cause just so the school could avoid paying his buyout and then use that money to hire Rick Pitino. And he has sued the school for $45.5 million, $11.4 million that was left on his contract, and then an additional $34.2 million for punitive damages. Um, They do have to go to arbitration on this. I think... I don't know all the deep. This is one. Of, I, I try not to like go on the radio and talk about things that I don't really know and sound uneducated. I'm a little uneducated on this one. I'm looking at this very much from a a surface level, but just based off what I'm reading, I think Mike Anderson has a point because when you're a college coach, when you get fired for cause, you get fired for cause because you broke NCAA rules or some for bad stuff. When 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 bad things happen, you don't get fired for cause because your team loses. That's you can't you get fired. You just can't get fired for cause. So fired for cause means you did something pretty bad. ESPN obtained the termination letter, and Anderson was fired for quote. Failure to create and support an environment that strongly encourages student-athletes who are in the men's basketball program to meet all university academic requirements. I don't know. Um, Firing a basketball coach, firing any coach, and trying to say it's for cause because the student-athletes did not meet academic requirements, that seems like a stretch to me. Now, where you get worried about this is who's going, what type of uh, arbitration panel or, you know, who's going to be listening to this? Because if you are not privy to the way sports work and big time college athletics work and you're somehow stuck in academia, you might see this and go, yeah, okay, his, his, uh, his basketball players were failing class. They weren't eligible. Like, what? I don't know all the details about what the kids were doing, but this just. This makes me feel very icky on the part of St. John's. That's uh, if you want to fire him, if you think you're going to be able to get Rick Patino, if you're not winning enough games, that's fine. But to fire with cause over that, um, it went on, said failure to perform your duties and responsibilities in a manner that refel- reflected positively on St. John's and actions that brought serious discredit to the school and failure to appropriately supervise and communicate with your assistant coaches. This just, um, I don't know, this doesn't pass the sniff test here at the moment. Oh, my gosh. Matt Pajeski sending us to break, sending us to the top of the hour with 
with the dulcet tones of Nickelback. Is that Chad Kroger? Is Chad Kroger Nickelback? Okay. A little, little Chad Kroger action here. If you are just joining us in the middle of this segment and did not hear the start of this segment, you are incredibly confused by what is going on here at the moment. It's a Graybar Sports Open Line. My name is Matt Pauly. This is KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 